this is Genoa. This is Yusuf. And this is in flight entertainment. Yes, and we're about to hit you guys with another kick-ass woman that's beating people up and blowing shit up and doing her thing. Uh, We're talking about the 2017 movie Atomic Blonde. Yes. So this stars um, Charlize Theron as the uh, MI6 agent Lorraine. And the movie is about an undercover MI6 agent is sent to Berlin during the Cold War to investigate the murder of a fellow agent and recover a missing list of double agents. Uh, the film, the, the setting of the film takes place like a couple days before the Berlin Wall falls down. Um, and so we're in the late 80s, 89 with all of its amazing music. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Had like soundtrack. Definitely. I mean, they did, they did that era. Oh, it was like 89, right? I mean, they did the 80s up to 89. Just to me, like, mwah, just they, they nailed it. All of the song choices, like, yes. Like, yeah, it definitely felt like some MTV. Ger- foreign German was it? They, they dropped, of course, what ninety nine Red Blue, like like all that, all that stuff. Like yes, that that was a good soundtrack. And yeah. then I will give them extra credit for um, dropping uh, "Fight the Power" uh, from "Do the Right Thing," Public Enemy here because that movie indeed was released in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the film is directed by uh, David Leach, who this is was his first solo film um, or solo credited as director after co-directing John Wick. Um, and because of that John Wick connection, this film sort of has that same type of energy. And actually, Charlize when she was training for this film, trained with Keanu Reeves, who was preparing for John Wick chapter two, mm-hmm. um, which also came out in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, good, good training. Uh, and then, and, uh, okay. yeah, I just, she had eight personal trainers for this film. So for all the ladies out there that are in their regardless of what age, but if you're in your forties and wondering why I don't have a body like her, that's because we don't have time to have, or the money to have eight personal trainers. <laughs> exactly. Let's not forget like maybe the two or three like nutritionists like that follows her around and make sure she's eating and drinking the right smoothies or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's why all these rip actors and it's so funny. Like it's like Hollywood stop. You know, when you see, oh yeah, look how ripped they are. Like, of course they'll be ripped. Like you say, if you have like all these personal trainers surrounding you and all these freaking nutritionists surrounding you, of course you're gonna be ripped in like a year or less. Yeah, I mean who plays Superman? Why can't I think of his name right now? Cap Cavill. Yeah, so in in the Witcher series, the first season where he's in the bathtub and and all of his muscles are just like popping. <laughs> in order to get the 
that just right, they dehydrate themselves. They don't drink anything or eat anything for like 24 hours so that their skin is super tight across their muscles. So none of that is realistic. And it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They need to tell people the truth about this shit. You know, it's like, like you you have the regular people chasing rainbows. It's like, Give people troops like, hey guys, the reason why I'm like this because like you said, I have eight traders and 17 nutritionists and all that stuff. Personal chefs and all that bullshit. So like that's yeah. why I'm wearing them. Even that's even that shot, um, what was that when Eternals was announced and we saw like Camille Najiani all like six pack ripped? I'm like, yeah, of course he is. Like you probably like you said, you probably got like a million people around him making sure he's doing exercise eight hours a day and eating all the right shit right yeah and it's just like it's it's just like boiled chicken or steamed chicken that they're allowed to eat nothing else yeah and broccoli i don't know <laughs> yeah, that's a kind of vegetable i don't know um but yeah exactly so it's like yeah guys so we need to be more realistic about what we see on film with these actors and the reality that we live in exactly yep <laughs> Which brings us back to Atomic Blonde. Sorry, sidebar. <laughs> I mean, she she looks she looks amazing in this film. Um, so it was just I just had to remind myself of that. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Uh, oh, so so she's okay. It's Charlie's. He's um. What's what's his name? Uh, James Mac of the boy. boy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's always fun to watch. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have John Goodman, mm-hmm. um, Toby Jones, who <sighs> Toby Jones, the only thing I can ever think, and I know he's been in a bunch of movies like Captain America, mm-hmm. um, but every time I see him, the only thing I can think of is that he played Oh shit! Um, the guy that wrote oh, oh Capote. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Capote. Yes, yeah, 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 yep, yeah. Because that was a year where it was like he was Capote at the end. Philip Seymour Hoffman. It was a movie with him being Capote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I know he's been in a lot of other movies, but that's the only role that I can ever think of, think of him in because Capote, like, if you. If you can find video of Capote, he had this high pitched voice, and Toby Jones does that, and it's just like his performance in that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I ever think of, even though I know he's been in a lot of other movies. Yeah, that's true. No, good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those like under the radar actors. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a character. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, he's the guy from the thing. Um, yeah. Oh, and. Actually, it's funny while we watched it, I had to really look at him like a lot, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So yeah, Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise, is in here. Yeah, he he plays like he's the uh, he's the guy that takes the photos and creates the passports for people to get across the border illegally. Yeah, so yeah, he's he's the he's the ally sort of, of you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Like, she, like he's the one that, you know, like you think that he may be up to something, but at the end of the day, like he's, you know, he'll help you out. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, so this film is actually based off of a graphic novel. I think that came out in 2010. Mm. Um, and by, by the name of the coldest city, totally suggest going and finding it and reading it. Um, because we should support graphic novels that are about female characters kicking ass. Um, and Charlize actually, it's been, it, it took her five years to develop this project. She was one of the producers on it, and she believed that based on the success of Mad Max Fury Road, um, that she could get this film produced. So that's nice. we have it. Um, so we follow her character, Lorraine, into East Berlin, where she's going to help um this this man escaped to West Berlin and his name's Spyglass. And James McAvoy's character, David, has been stationed over there making connections and sort of the man on the ground to understand everything that's that's going on. And the Spyglass has memorized the list of all the double agents. So he knows who is who, um, who's on what side, who's really not a good person versus a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what continues for the next middle of the movie is um, Lorraine getting all the, the details from David on how to get spy class across. Um, and through that, we see that David, even though he's man on the ground, he maybe is doing a little shady things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lorraine keeps meeting with shady people also. Meanwhile, Toby Jones, um, his character, Eric, is a MI6 person that's like, you know, you need to do this quicker. And so he sends a CIA agent over to convince Lorraine that she needs to do things quicker. <laughs> and that CIA agent play is played by John Goodman. Yeah, yep. Yep. And then at the same time, we're seeing um, this mysterious woman uh, tailing uh, Lorraine played by Sofia Butella. 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 Um, her name is Daphne as Daphne. Uh, so kind of find out she is what well, she was French. French agents. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. So so, then, so now you have French, MI6, uh, CIA, like all these three agencies kind of colliding uh, for the list. They call it the list, right? It's kind of like the MacGuffin in this whole story. Uh, yes, yes. So one thing that uh, Delphine and Lorraine, um, I feel like, like, so Sophia Batella, who plays Delphine, the French agent, um, in a lot of her interviews for this movie, that one thing that everyone focused mm-hmm. on was there was a, a sex scene between Lorraine and, and Delphine. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very sexy, but mm-hmm. it just, it fascinates me that here's this like very pretty violent film. (laughs) And the thing that people get hung up on is the fact that there's a sex scene between two women. Um, I mean, not just any (laughs) sex scene between two women. (laughs) 
mean, that that was that. I mean, I, that was that was that was that wasn't a bad one, you know. Oh no, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, absolutely. Like it's it is a beautifully shot sex scene. It is tasteful. Mm-hmm. It's sexy. Um, but the fact that people focus on that versus like. And, and when I say focus on it, not like like we're talking about it, but focus on it like, oh, my God, there's a sex scene in this film. Um, how did you feel about doing that? It's like, bro. Uh, yeah. um, I mean, did you did you ask? Did you ask? What's his name? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Hall and Heath Ledger of like that same question. Like when they did Brokeback, like, no. Yeah, it's like whatever. Like there are people that have sex, people the same sex. Like this this happens. This is you know, it's happening right now, people. So it's like (laughs) get over it. (laughs) Anywho, that was a flight rant. (laughs) Um. So yes. So we see. Um. Um. Or Delphine has actually been shadowing everyone. So even though she doesn't have the list, she has photos of who everyone's been meeting with, mm-hmm. um, which makes her a person that needs to be taken out. And David Percival uh, decides that he's going to clean up the field and he double crosses Spyglass and Lorraine and Delphine so that he can come out the other side and have tea with the queen. Yeah, I mean, he was this. It's funny, like the movie didn't really set up uh, Izzy, isn't he? Because like from the start, when you see him, it's like, yeah, he, he's a little sleaze. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's a little sleazy here. <laughs> he might be up to something. Like I don't know. He didn't come off noble when you first seen him. Let's just put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So to plot out the way. All right. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. The action. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So we talked about the raid. We had a, a review of the raid, raid uh, last week. Um and Genoa. She highlighted a specific fight scene uh, between uh, Mad Dog and two of the main characters, protagonists, that uh-huh. went on for about like six minutes or so. Yeah. All right. Now, there's a sequence in this movie that went on almost that long that involved the staircase. <laughs> this one was 10 minutes long. Boom. 10 minutes. There we go. <laughs> So yeah, another awesomely choreographed long fight that was gritty, it was brutal, it was bloody, it was visceral, it was brilliant. Um yeah, like I I this is one of my one of the one of the best action scene sequences I've seen in years. I still talk about this scene. People, people talk about things like, okay, there was that Tommy Blonde staircase scene. Like, yeah, and and the what's great about this scene is that so it goes up and down the staircase, it goes from room to room, but you, I mean, besides like the very physical nature of the fight and everything that's happening, you see the characters 
as you imagine you yourself would feel if you were in this situation where they just start getting really tired and um, feel like they're just just barely getting by and <laughs> like there's one part where she takes out a couple guys and then she runs down and her the person spyglass who she's trying to protect is like two more <laughs> she's like oh <laughs> it's going to go out. yeah and you know it is funny because it, it reminds it reminds me of a, yet another uh close quarter Fight brilliantly choreographed fight sequence, um, which was old oh boy. Um, there's a hallway fight scene in old oh boy. It was like one take, and the camera just go from left and right. And the the protagonist is you know fighting these ho- like these hoods that's coming, you know, that's you know uh, gaining up on them, but he fights them back. And it's a point in the sequence where there's maybe like a a 15, a 30 to 30 second like break where the protagonist is kind of leaning towards the wall. He's exhausted. And then all of the hoods that's on the floor, they're like slowly trying to gather themselves. It's just like this pause of exhaustion between the protagonist and the hoods. And then they go back at it. It kind of reminded me of like, oh boy, like this sequence, like how Charlize is just like, Oh my God, she could barely like stay, <laughs> but, but she had to finish it all. Yeah, it also reminds me uh, the the Netflix show Daredevil. Yeah, uh, where they have in one episode they have a scene where he's fighting down the hallway, mm-hmm. and he keep, like halfway through that he's just sort of like leaning against the wall because he's so tired. Um, I feel I I appreciate when directors and choreographers start to put that in because it makes it feel like these people are a little more human versus indestructible. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we can even go back to like some uh, old school Jackie Chan fights because sometimes in some of those fights, you know, Jackie would kind of like bat back a little bit and he'll either like rub his like like ankle or something, if like if someone hit him in the leg or something, he'll like pause, he'll go down and like kind of rub his his uh, knee really hard and then get back to fighting stands, like to signal like he's yeah, he's hurt or like that that hit really like fucked him up. So he's like trying to like get himself together for a second before he get rushed again. Um yeah, so yeah, you're right. It's it, it, it puts a lot of depth in, you know, even though it's a fictional fight, it just Gives it more authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah. 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 So just a testament to Charlize. Um, Like you were saying, I think she was hot off of Fury Road, right? Because that came out before this. Yeah. So she was already in fight mode. She was like, because Furiosa, you know, (laughs) was freaking Furiosa. Uh, So, you know, I think she was still high off of, you know, those fights. It's like, hey, let's keep this going. <laughs> let's, let's get this atomic blood up so I can kick some more ass. Uh, yeah, awesome. yeah. So that, the, like, stairways fight scene, it, it moves from the building and then into a car um, where we find out that she's unable to save Spyglass and she realizes the person that uh, betrayed her was David. And so she gets back to, she eventually makes it back to West Berlin. And then we see on the news that the, the wall has come down. Um, and 
um, it's great because it's on MTV. It's the wall has come down and, and David Hasselhoff is singing his song. <laughs> um, but the movie continues on and we find out that Lorraine maybe isn't the good spy that we think she is. Um, she turns out uh, after downloading MI6, she heads to Paris to meet with her Russian handlers um, to hand over the list, which for anyone paying attention, remember Spyglass memorized the list. It's not on a piece of paper anywhere. Exactly. Uh, and so she ends up taking out all the Russian agents and we find out that really she's been a CIA agent the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, working with uh, John Goodman. <laughs> yes. And so there's actually one scene in the middle of the movie where if you're, if you have an ear for accents, you can hear when she drops her accent, her British accent and uses an American accent for a split second. Really? Uh, as a little tease. Yeah. Did you catch that? Uh, I think the second time around. Okay. I don't know. I didn't catch that. <laughs> so, yes. So, there's a bar scene um, where she's like meeting with her Russian handler, mm-hmm. and Delphine comes in to save her. And so, Delphine orders her a drink and Lorraine replies with an American accent, thanking her and then quickly switches back over to her British accent. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now that, I mean, not that I need to know this, not that I need an excuse to watch it again, but yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out again and catch that. (laughs) Yes. You can, you can currently rent um, Atomic Blonde on uh, Amazon or iTunes, if you're so inclined. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So our um, ratings go ads on couch, great watch. Um, uh, kind of, uh, putting on shoes, kind of play going outside. Uh, it's middle of the road. It's okay. You might be watching. You might watch your clothes. Do kind of taxes. So why the movies on? Um, and the worst of the worst is I'd rather go out uh, and get sneezed on by uh, what's the Omic- Omicron folks <laughs> before I sit and watch this movie. I mean, it, it's sit on the sofa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two two asses down. Like it, like it's such a good. It's, I mean, it's stylish. I is you know the the it, I don't know. It's just, it's it's rare. Like seeing a movie, like it felt like you were in a certain place. I've never been to Berlin, but I'm sure, like, like the color palette, like the graffiti, the streets, and like it just felt like, oh man, I'm in Berlin in this movie um, in the 80s. Um, yeah. Yeah. I dug it. <laughs> 100%. It just like the music. Um, Charlize is just perfect in this movie um you either want to be her or fuck her maybe both <laughs> yeah yeah shout out yeah Charlize, my african sister yes <laughs> yeah i'm claiming her she's south african <laughs> yes she is yes she is yeah uh yes definitely um all around just just such a solid movie um Yep. Oh, okay. Before we wrap it up, um, 
if okay, so between what was it between Lorene, uh, Nikita, and Natasha Romanoff, if those three were to spar, who who would you give it to? Well, Natasha will win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I take her out because she's like trained. Like uh, she has superhero right. training too. So does she have right. an advantage? Yeah. Exactly. Now, if it was just Nikita or uh, Lorraine, uh, I might. I would probably take Lorraine um, over Nikita because Nikita's really good at like the the shooting yeah. and. And the computers and getting out of tight situations versus I'm not sure if she has the stamina to keep up with Lorraine in a long drawn out fight. Yeah, yeah. I would say Lorraine is like the Captain America. Like she could do it all day, you know. This, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and she proved it in an eleven minute long sequence. Yeah. Cool. So there you have it. Atomic Blonde. Definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, we suggest it. Uh, so yeah, guys. So we will see you next week. Until then, we will with safe physical distancing and get your shots, your boosters, and keep wearing those masks. Yes. Peace.